0: The problem with that, friends, is a phrase that I shared at Bible study uh, a couple weeks ago and that I've really been praying about, and that is this. You can have a full life without having a full life. You know, friends, I learned something the hard way this past week. Um, I went golfing for the first time in a long time, and I learned that you always, always, always need to bring an extra pair of socks when you go golfing because you just never know when you're going to get a hole in one. Hi everyone, welcome to episode 119. So good to be back with you. If this is your first time listening or you have not yet done so, please leave a rating or a review for this podcast wherever you're listening. It helps other people find it. And if you would be so kind, if you feel this episode is a benefit to you and might be a benefit to someone else, please share it with them. And especially on social media, if you do so, tag us on Instagram at Food for thought all spelled out, or on Twitter at ManaF4T, the number 4. And you can go to our website, manoffoodforthought.com, to find all of our content, all the ways to be in contact with us on social media and all other avenues. And while you're there, consider becoming a financial sponsor for this podcast by clicking on the Patreon tab when you go to the homepage. For as little as $1 a month, you can help with the costs associated with this podcast, for hosting it, the web domain, the equipment, etc. And that is much appreciated. Thank you to all of our patrons. Oh, and if you do that, you get some perks. So that's a great thing as well. So anyways, uh, very grateful to all of you for being back with us. Let's start this episode with a joy, junk, and Jesus. So I'm pre-recording this uh, episode. I'm recording it on the same day as a previous episode. So all my joy, junk, Jesus would technically be the same, but my joy, junk, and Jesus for this episode is all basically breaking the routine. My joy is that I'm pre-recording this because uh, uh, we're going on vacation. You know, we're going up to Arrowhead, we're breaking the routine, Um, but my junk is also breaking the routine. I'm very attached to my routine. We have a very good schedule and system of going to the gym, making sure we're healthy, making sure we're both, um, you know, my wife and I both have full-time jobs, so making sure we've got our schedule dialed in, when our in-laws watch the kids, you know, when we water the plants, when we feed the cat, like everything, all the, the chores around the home, everything with our kids and our workplace is all dialed in. So breaking that is sometimes a little, um, anxiety producing. However, the more and more, this is also why it's my Jesus moment. The more and more I am, uh, talking to my wife and planning opportunities for us to kind of break the routine, go on a little trip. Um, you know, we have a, uh, like a weekend getaway with my wife and I, um, in a, in, I think when you hear this, it'll be like next weekend. Um, and we haven't had that ever since we've had kids. So, just the opportunity to plan some of those things we have other fun things coming up we'll be going right down to san diego for a little family getaway um, right after we go to the mountains because we have some uh, events down there that we'll be going to some family and friend events and so uh, we'll be going to san diego again for some family time and for a conference in september and so just like a lot of fun things to plan and get booked and it's just it's nice to break that monotony of the routine i'm someone who really likes his routine really likes discipline and um sometimes i you know i go you know too hard with it my wife has told me numerous times like that she thinks i'm the most disciplined person she's ever met on the planet and she might be right like i just when i want to do something i i make it regimented in my life and i am like un Um, unyielding in my desire to do this thing every day. I add it to a to-do list. I add it to reminders to myself all around. Like I make sure it happens when I want to do it, when I'm convinced that this is a good thing I need to be doing for my mind, my body, my soul, whatever it is, I do it. The problem with that friends is a phrase that I shared at Bible study uh, a couple weeks ago and that I've really been praying about. And that is this, you can have a full life without having a full life. You can have a full life without having a full life. What I mean by that is your life can be very full of stuff, good stuff, even a routine disciplines, whatever it might be. But if they prevent you from having the kind of spontaneous things and events of life that make life really full spiritually, that bring those moments of joy, then you're going to get to the end of your life and just realize you busied yourself with a lot of stuff. And whether it was good or not, obviously the good is going to be better than the bad. Like, you know, it's better to have good disciplines of your mind, body, and soul than it is to be going off and doing things that are destructive for you or for your family or loved ones. But doesn't it doesn't necessarily follow that if you have a really good routine and discipline with anything, even in your spiritual life, that it's necessarily good for you long-term. I was talking to my spiritual director uh, a few weeks ago, And he was reminding me that like sometimes like the body does not do well with discipline. The body doesn't like it. You know, the body will not allow you to do the same exact thing every single day. It will grow accustomed to it. It will start to crave other things or desire other things. It will build up a tolerance for certain things to where you have to change and adapt. So you can never have necessarily the same exact routine or disciplines. And there is real opportunity for growth, spontaneity, surrender, trust in the Lord, humility, when we can let go of the routine, break the monotony, still be disciplined in the sense that we are disciples, still commit to good values and choices, but it does not mean that every single day or week needs to look exactly the same. If God wanted us to be more receptive to that kind of hardline regimented discipline, we would essentially be fleshy robots. We would be able to just program it in and a bunch of ones and zeros would flow through our head and all of a sudden we'd be doing that for the rest of our life and just keep choosing it and it would always happen, always be the same, always have the same effects. But that is not true. Have you ever tried to lose weight? doesn't work the same long term every single week or day eventually you lose you know some of the easier fat to lose your water weight the stuff that's just kind of you know recent gains things like that and then you start to build muscle and it starts to seem that the scale is reversing and you're gaining weight it's like it's it's a hard thing to do because you need to constantly shift your approach the same thing is true with sin Same thing is true with any good habit or bad habit. The same thing is true in the spiritual life with prayer. Some things can, you can have seasons where stuff is very spiritually nourishing to you and very lucrative and very enjoyable in your life. And then some seasons where, you know, you cannot even fathom sitting down and praying a rosary because it just seems like so endlessly dry for you. And that's okay. It is okay to change it up. It is okay to abandon certain disciplines without abandoning the discipline of being a disciple. Because the discipline of being a disciple is a constant apprenticeship with the master, Jesus. A constant following of him and learning new ways in which to live in the way that he lived. You cannot exhaust the possibilities of holiness that Jesus has for you. So if you pigeonhole yourself or paint a box and say that my spiritual life needs to live in this box and needs to look like this, then eventually you're going to get to a point where it's no longer working for you and you feel like you're in a dark night of the soul or time of spiritual desolation, or it's just going to become very dry and meaningless. It's going to become routine oriented. You might even slip into a mentality that your spiritual life is good simply because you're doing the things that you committed to do. And you could potentially be missing out on real growth or areas of discernment. Because you think it's all about the routine. Speaking from someone who I think I've missed a lot of life already from being too regimented at times. I've gained a lot of anxiety, frustration, irritation, bitterness toward people, resentment toward people simply because of how their actions or choices or decisions affect my ability to be able to maintain my routine. That's how committed at times I've been. And maybe you can relate to that. But we all have certain things that you might call our comfort zone, the area in which we think like this is who I am. This is what I'm doing. This is what works for me. This is what I like and everything else is the stuff that doesn't work or I don't like. And if you don't realize that that zone or that framework is going to and needs to change with time, then you're going to find yourself in these seasons of dryness and desolation where you feel like like trapped where you want to escape where you want to go on a trip or travel or do something new or spontaneous and crazy. And if you let that bottle up too much, it's going to manifest in unhelpful ways. You're going to do more destructive or irresponsible things because you just need to let it out. And the first opportunity, uh, you're just going to like blow your lid. And so planning these opportunities to really break the routine do things that are fun and enjoyable, plan experiences for yourself, your friends, your group, your, your small group, your community, your family, your spouse, your children, one-on-one or all as a group and all of the above. And they don't need to cost any or a lot of money. You know, my daddy-daughter dates don't always cost anything. You know, sometimes it's just we're going to go to the park or we're going to go to the beach or we're going to, you know, bring some treats from home and have a picnic or something. You know, all these different things that I, I have done or have planned to do with my daughter and eventually too with my son when he's a little older so that they can have these experiences of this one on one time. That's not routine. That's not the normal week. Those are the things that really make memories. I'm not going to have a memory of like, oh man, that time I went to gym the gym on a Monday at 8.20 like I do every other week, unless something particularly out of the routine happened. You know, we don't commit those things to memory because they're not as meaningful. The meaning in them is the choices that we make more long-term, the results that we have, the better people that we are, mind, body, and soul, so that we can be more present to the other moments that matter, to the moments where we're being called to be present, to the moments where the routine gets broken or we're making memories that are unusual and meaningful. Not to say that monotonous and routine or disciplined things aren't meaningful, but I, th- I hope and I think that you get what I mean. So if you're hearing this and you're feeling bogged down by, I don't know, the, the routine, the, the regimentality of your life, the lack of change, feeling kind of stuck, feeling stir crazy in your life or in whatever position you're in right now, recognize this might be an, an opportunity where Jesus is inviting you to simply break the routine. Now, I'm not saying you throw everything to the wind, quit your job, go travel the world and backpack, but like maybe just plan something unusual for yourself. Give yourself permission to take two hours a week, you know, or half a day a week. Or, you know, if you, if you have a family and kids, you know, arrange with your spouse, maybe it's just a short amount of time, but something that is yours each week that you can plan. You can look forward to the entire week and you can plan, you know, I'm going to go up to this museum. Or I'm going to go uh, up that dirt road I've never been before. Or I'm going to go to that beach I haven't been to in a while and just sit and read and just enjoy. Or I'm going to go try that restaurant I've never tried before without the worry of entertaining someone else or maintaining conversation or handling children, not, you know, making sure they don't throw food or whatever and just relaxing and enjoying yourself. Whatever it is. Or maybe it's a trip. Maybe it's a You know, going to couch surf around the country to the places and people where you have people, you know, you know, and all you need to do is find a place to get to a way to get to from point A to point B. You know, there's a lot of very affordable ways to do that, you know, Um, ride sharing, couch surfing, all that kind of stuff, you know. So whatever it is, whatever that looks like for you, it could be something very simple or very extravagant. But that's what I'm doing right now as you're listening to this. And this is a shorter episode because I want to break the routine. We've had a couple longer episodes these past few weeks. And so this is what I have offered to you a reminder and an opportunity to reflection for you that you can have a full life without having a full life. It's possible to have a full life without having a full life. Do you have a full life that doesn't feel full? Do you have a life that is full of routine, busyness, stuff, to do list items, things That doesn't feel spiritually, emotionally, mentally, relationally, socially full. What can you do about that? I pray that blesses you this week. I pray it compels you to do something glorious for yourself and for the Lord, because God wants us to be fully alive. That is what St. Irenaeus said. The glory of God is a human being fully alive. And I don't know of anyone who has a robotic regimented routine that never changes, who seems fully alive, never encountered someone. In fact, when I'm like that, I tend to be the opposite. I I tend to seem and appear very dull, I think, and act very irritated. (laughs) So what do you need to do in order to keep doing the things that are good for your mind, body, and soul, but recognize that's not what life is all about. And life is made of moments many of which cannot be scripted or planned or chosen. So how can you allow the disciplines and choices that you make to build virtue lend themselves toward choices and experiences that are good for your soul? God bless you. And until next time, I will see you in the Eucharist. Bye.